This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening to Father Randall Kaisler broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Thank you for staying with us here on this Monday morning, May 23rd. And we're blessed to have our next guest with us, Deacon Michael Churchill from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, Deacon, great to have you with us. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. You're welcome. And I understand, uh, well, first of all, before we get into the, the main part of the interview, tell us a little about yourself, Deacon, and your, your background. Sure. Um, I am number nine of ten kids. I grew up in a very small rural town in Dexter, Minnesota. Um, yeah, just grew up in a Catholic family, went to, uh, the Turbo University in La Crosse, Wisconsin after high school, um, was seeking a degree in nursing when, um, yeah, the Lord just entered in into my life uh, in a lot deeper way, got a lot more engaged in my faith and started discerning the priesthood. So, um, that's kind of a little bit about myself. <laughs> Great. And Deacon, was there any particular moment that you can remember in your experience that led it, you to make sense that you're meant to go to the seminary? Um, it was uh, my four years of nursing school. It was a lot of wrestling with the question. Um, so I was confronted with, uh, if I had given serious thoughts to the priesthood, my first year there, uh, I got involved with the campus ministry program, and uh, a priest sat me down and asked if I had given serious thoughts to the priesthood, and uh, it was over. I hadn't thought much about it then, so I started praying about it and wrestling with it a lot. I really wanted to um, have a big Catholic family like my parents, um, so I really wrestled with that, giving up the idea of marriage and a family. Uh, but it was just slowly throughout those four years that the Lord started to put my heart at peace with the idea of priesthood and uh, with giving my life to Him. So uh, there wasn't any real significant part, I think, um, it was just a slow falling in love with uh, the priesthood and with, with our Lord Jesus. So, mm, Very good. And you, you mentioned you uh, a priest you talked to that uh, opened the door a little more for you to think about being a priest. Were there uh, any aspects of the priesthood or something about the priesthood that uh, formed a sort of attraction for you? Yeah. You know, actually, I started reading uh, the book To Save a Thousand Souls. It's kind of a a book for discerning the priesthood. And the first, like, chapter or two in that book was something that really opened my eyes to what the priest actually does. <laughs> and it was just very heroic. And I found it so incredibly beautiful. I was like, wow, I never knew this is what the priest does and, like, what he's about. Um, so that's really what made me start falling in love with the priesthood a lot more. Uh, and then there was just a couple of good um, priest mentors when I was at the Turbo. Uh, he's a Franciscan priest. And I just came to him frequently with a lot of questions and a lot of uh, my own concerns and fears and what and doubts and stuff. And he continued to just meet me with a lot of peace and uh, gave me just good encouragement and support. So that really was really helpful, really uh, important for my discernment, yeah. Oh, that's very good. Thank you for sharing and witnessing on that. Every vocation story is unique. And so it's, mm-hmm. there's a certain reverence with that because we, you know, part of that discernment is is what is what is God doing? What is God asking? Uh, and God mm-hmm. gives those signal graces 
so that it makes sense for the soul how to follow. That's a, a beautiful witness you give, Deacon. And so you're yeah. you are uh, you're going to be ordained soon, right? I am. A, yes. So can I'll you tell us a bit about? On, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're going to tell us about when you'll be ordained. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say I'll be ordained on uh, June 24th on the Feast of the Sacred Heart uh, for the Diocese of Winona. So very excited. And that'll be at the Cathedral in Winona, is that correct? Correct, yep. Very good. And so what sort of things are you thinking about here in the maybe the last few months and in the just about a month before your ordination to the priesthood? Sure. Um, you know, we I actually graduated um, from Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit uh, on April 30th, so I've had some time off already. Uh, it feels weird to be done with studies <laughs> and formation, but it feels... Very good at the same time. Um, so I got I got home for a week when I was visiting with some family and some brother priests, and then I um, just got back recently from my canonical retreat. Uh, so before ordination, uh, a five to eight day retreat is required before ordination. So um, I went down to, to Texas to a retreat center down there and just enjoyed uh, just this final. Uh, preparation in a more intense way with uh, silence and praying uh, with greater fervor and uh, the frequency for my retreat um, to prepare my heart for ordination. Hmm. That's that's wonderful. It's one of the things that, that we all do. I remember that, that week-long retreat for myself, too. It's a great blessings, uh, great, great blessings uh, that come up mm-hmm. at preparation for ordination. And what about other sorts of things uh, that you're doing? And I'm sure your family is excited for you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think some of my sisters are helping out do with some more of the um, logistical things on uh, this part of preparation and stuff like that. So we'll have a little reception at my house. Um, so my sisters are kind of getting some of those things together. My mom will do some cooking and baking and things like that for the, the reception party. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just trying to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus during this time. I know it's a little bit of a chaotic time, um, getting some things ready. Uh, but I'm also, yeah, just trying to soak in, uh, this time with different, different, uh, spending time with my brother priest. And then also, uh, I'll be going to a few of my classmates' ordinations here in the coming weeks. Uh, it'll be beautiful to witness their ordinations prior to my own, um, and to just, in the, the joy and the beauty of uh, their call as well as the priesthood. Amen. Yes. Uh, how many were graduated with you uh, after four years in theology? You, you went to Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. We're so we were a pretty small class uh, comparatively to some of the others. Um, so it's just including myself. There was just five uh, diocesan guys studying for priesthood, and then there was three for religious orders, so eight of us all together. Okay, and those men, the eight men, were from different parts of the United States? Yeah, most mostly um, Michigan, um, and then there was a religious order, the Franciscans, Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, based in Phoenix, Arizona, and okay. then um, the Companions of the Cross, based in uh, Canada. Okay. So hmm. two of those guys, yeah. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about the time that you had at, uh, at Sacred Heart, and what, what sorts of uh, points of formation do you recall that were most helpful? Sure. 
Um, I mean, it's a very academic-focused uh, formation, so it's, we had just wonderful, wonderful um, professors. Um, our scripture professors were wonderful. Um, we just had a really good academic formation, so I've taken a lot of, uh, yeah, just the joy and love for learning and learning the faith and continuing to go deeper. Like, uh, sometimes you think, like, oh, yeah, I kind of got this down. <laughs> and then you realize there's just so much more depth to everything. Uh, and so the professors really just encourage that, and it's really encouraged me to just continue to keep growing, keep uh, keep learning, keep diving deeper into these things, continue to go to, uh, to prayer with the scriptures and uh, the different aspects of our faith and continue to just continue to grow, right? Like, it's just so much, so... Hmm. Yeah, going back just about a year ago, probably, uh, when were you ordained as a transitional deacon? Uh, June 11th of last year. Okay. And yep. do you have any highlights that you can share with us about that step? Because actually that that was a, a, one of the big steps just before ordination of the priesthood. And, and uh, what, mm-hmm. what was that like when you were ordained as a deacon? That was beautiful. Um, I mean, one of the biggest aspect of um, or desire is right of my heart the last couple of years has just been a deeper desire to belong to the Lord uh, in a total and definitive way and that's what happens at the diaconate right like we uh, make our call and commitment to celibacy and uh, to living lives of uh, chase celibacy for the Lord for his kingdom uh, and so just belonging to the Lord in this new way has been incredibly beautiful uh, and very fruitful, um, and just throughout this year, being, being able to preach a little bit, um, being able to do some baptisms, uh, it's just been really beautiful to uh, begin exercising uh, the ministry of uh, the salvation of souls. Mm-hmm. What have been some of your highlights in the last year of serving as as a deacon? Uh, I'd say one of my biggest highlights, actually, um my sister asked me to baptize her her daughter. Uh, so I got to do a family baptism um, with our own family. So I got to baptize my niece, Cassidy, uh, which was incredibly beautiful and very life-giving. Um, and then at the seminary, I really, we, the deacons, um, do exposition and benediction for adoration. And uh-huh. I really love serving in that capacity uh, for my brother seminarians, like being able to uh, be the agent of God's ministry through uh, exposing and giving the blessing for benediction uh, with the Holy Eucharist. Well, Deacon Churchill, it's a blessing to have you with us. We're going to pause here to go to a short break. Stay with us. Real Presence Radio Live, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're with Father Randall Kiesel here broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. We have a wonderful guest with us, Deacon Michael Churchill, for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and he'll be ordained to the priesthood here coming up next month on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Great to have you with us here, Deacon. Yes, thank you. And uh, an exciting day coming for you, a transformative day, a powerful grace is going to be given to you. Uh, you'll be a priest of Jesus Christ, and I know have I have an idea what that's like as I'm a bring, I'm a priest and it's very exciting. So I want to throw out to you, what are you looking forward to uh, once that day arrives and you begin to live in that grace of ordination of the priesthood? Sure, absolutely. Um, so what, I mean, going back just a little bit, uh, I you know went to nursing school. I really desired to didn't know what I wanted to do in high school, but I really knew I wanted to just help and uh, help other people. So, Nursing was, like, my main thought of, like, oh, this is a definitive, you know, very clear way I could be helping and serving other people. Um, and it was there that I began to think about priesthood and, um, and seminary. But so that desire to continue to bring healing uh, to others has been continued to be a deep desire of my heart. Um, so in, in a unique way, I think one of my greatest desires or greatest things I'm looking forward to uh, with priesthood is uh, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Um, it's just a unique and privileged place where um, the healing ministry of Jesus Christ can be present to to people. Um, so I'm really looking forward to just being an agent of God and our, our Lord Jesus Christ's healing ministry to other people, um, really bringing other people to uh to fuller communion with him and to continue to bring uh, healing of their past wounds and hurts and, uh, you know, the sins that they've committed um, 
just continuing to be able to bring that healing ministry of Jesus Christ to people. Um, so, in a unique way, that'll take take place within the, the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, but just even throughout the whole uh, unique way of priesthood, um, I'm thinking of just many of the ways that I'll probably be surprised in the way that the Lord <laughs> uh, continues to act in my life, um, as it, He already has. Um, so I'm imagining, you know, uh, I'm very excited for the ways in which I will be surprised in the way the Lord uh, continues to guide my hands um, and my heart throughout my life of priesthood ministry, uh, how he'll continue to just ful- fulfill that desire to bring healing and wholeness to people, um, whether that's in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, whether that's uh, doing some pastoral counseling on the side, um, just meeting some people in spiritual direction, like wherever that could be. Um, yeah, that deep desire to bring healing and wholeness to people really comes to mind. Yeah, I, I can affirm the adventure part. Uh, you, if you, <laughs> Our Lord will surprise you, and it, by and large, it'll be really good. Uh, that Some of the surprises, yeah. though, are, are, of course, difficulties or struggles of various kinds, uh, but, but nonetheless, uh, everything can be accomplished in that relationship with our Lord. Uh, and mm-hmm. happy to hear of your desire regarding the sacrament of confession. It's, it's uh, as we both know, it's very powerful. And our, our listeners, too, that to experience the aspect of our Lord's heart and His mercy, confession is there. That's, that's where to find that. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other aspects of, of the priesthood that you maybe you wonder about or what's coming up? Because I know one of the things for the context of my question is, you know, you transition from the seminary, and then into the life of living a priest, it, it's it's a pretty big change, uh, but it's yeah. one filled with. But it is a change. Is there is there anything else that you are wondering about as you transition in, and perhaps looking forward to? Um, just looking ahead, I know I've already uh, received my priest, my first priest assignment, um, and I've just been a little bit on my heart. I feel like, all right, Lord, I feel like I'm going to be going from zero to sixty in like two point five seconds. I feel like it's going to be a very quick uh, change and a lot of. Um, just unique changes. Um, so there's a little bit of nervousness, you know, just going into um, probably like preaching every single weekend, you know, preparing homilies and preparing uh, with much more frequency because that's this year I've enjoyed doing a little bit of preaching that I have been, but I recognize um, that it wasn't as much as I was expecting yet. But uh, being at the parish, I know I'll be doing a lot of it. Um, and so but it's also something I'm really looking forward to and excited about, like preaching with greater frequency and continuing to bring uh, healing through God's Word, um, expanding on God's Word and helping people to open up the Scriptures and to understand them with greater depth and greater love and greater desire. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass as well. I'm really looking forward to, um, to celebrating it and continuing to learn how just... Um, Ah, how the Lord is loving me through all of this, too. Uh, <laughs> that's something that was big on my retreat. It's like learning how to, as the Lord is giving me this gift of priesthood ordination, uh, I've come to much more recognize it as a gift rather than, uh, you know, the giving up of marriage and life, uh, but re- rather receiving the priesthood as a gift. Uh, and just, yeah, looking forward to the ways that uh, the Lord is going to be loving me in and through uh, priestly life and ministry. Yeah, I think you just touched on a good minist- a good a good aspect of the mystery of the priesthood. There's a mystery in the the life of of ordination and living that grace. You t- 
touched on that because sometimes people only see the uh, the, the, the aspect of what you gave up. You gave up the possibility of being married or the possibility of having a family. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that sometimes people only see that. But then, what do you gain? And, and can you say a little bit more about that? Of what what the blessing is in the sacrifice? Yeah, I mean, again, growing up, I really uh, growing up number nine of ten. I always wanted again uh, this big family to mimic my mom and dad. Um, and so I had a hard time giving that up uh, in my discernment process, but really just coming to a deeper revelation of, like, the Lord wants to give us so much more in a different way, but a very beautiful and unique way, too. Um, so a couple of years ago, I had the privilege of being on a, a pastoral year, so I was in a parish for a full year, like 15, 16 months, and like, I just came to love the community with, with so much love. Like, they just love me entirely, and I love them, and... Uh, just recognize in and through that, like, the Lord was granting my desires uh, for a big family, in a sense, um, different kind of family, but uh, real nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very good. And what about young men who will see this take place or hear of uh, Deacon Churchill being ordained to the priesthood? Uh, what advice would you have for uh, young men out there who... Um, perhaps we'll have a call, or we'll realize that call in the future. How might their their hearts approach this question? Mm. You know, one of the pieces of advice I heard when I was uh, discerning in college was, um, this is kind of unique, I mean, I was already uh, questioning whether or not to go this way, um, but a priest asked, if I, like, asked me to like look back on my life and to see if there were certain ways in which the Lord was... Uh, leaning, or the ways in which the Lord was calling me uh, to the priesthood throughout my life. And when I did that, I really recognized uh, the subtle ways in which God was acting in and through my life up to that point, where He was, I think, calling me to the priesthood, and I just didn't recognize it. Um, That is one, I know, kind of unique piece of advice um, to look past on our past life and our upbringing, and to continue to look to see... uh, where the Lord has been active and working in our lives and in our hearts up to that point. Mm-hmm. Very good. And yeah. what kind of advice would you give regarding uh, the the practice of prayer to to young people? Practice of prayer. Um, I mean, just dive in. I guess uh, I really don't. <laughs> I think when I got to college, I didn't really know how to pray all that well. Um, uh-huh. But I was with. I was at the turbo, so there was a. Um, it was run by the Franciscan Sisters of Perpetual Adoration there, and they had a perpetual adoration chapel, so throughout the day students could come in and uh, go to the adoration chapel. And I would just go in there, and I would sit, and uh, I mean, initially I was wrestling with the question. I was, like, kind of asking, like, Lord, just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. Um, But eventually I just came to realize, like, it's just good to be in the Lord's presence, and there is a peace here. And so I don't know what I'm necessarily coming in for, but I'm like, I'm going to be here. Like, I really want to be here. Uh, so once we start to just place ourselves before the foot of the Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit will, you know, teach us how to pray and teach us how to uh, engage with Him. And even if it is just the wrestling or sitting with Him in the silence, like, the Lord is going to uh, continue to have an effect on our hearts. So uh, I think it was St. Therese of Lisieux who said something, you know, like, she's falling asleep in prayer and, like, uh, but, like, the Lord still loves her, and He's still 
working in her heart through uh, her restlessness. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And we have a few minutes here before this segment comes to an end, Deacon. We're very happy for you. Uh, is there uh, any last thoughts or advice or requests from our listeners out there as you enter into the last month before your priestly ordination? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I'm very grateful for uh, yeah, just all the people who have been praying for me. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> as uh, a man about to be ordained, like, uh, all of the people who have been praying for vocations, and whether that's uh, specifically for a diocese or just, you know, in general, um, those prayers are still being heard, and uh, we're just so grateful for uh, so many faithful people who are continuing to uh, pray and offer sacrifices for uh, an increase in vocations to the priesthood, and um, your prayers are continuing to be heard, and I'm just very grateful. I mean, I bet there's... It won't be until I get to... Uh, to heaven that I recognize right, like all of the people who had some role to play in my uh, prayer, who prayed for me, who I might not have even known, uh, who were praying for me. So I'm just so grateful for um, for all those who have been a part of the church who have been praying for and doing all those things for for, for vocations and supporting vocations in my own way. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I, I know that from my own experience, too, that to, 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 to arrive at that point of the priesthood that many people have prayed and the the sacrifices their number and where and who and what are known only to god but so many things went into mm-hmm. it uh including you know one's own decision to say yes or and to surrender to that grace and uh how that may be manifested by the holy spirit and so if is your ordination open to the public can anyone come if they want to yeah absolutely yes so can you give a few uh, more details about that dk Sure. June 24th, uh, Friday, the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Um, it's at 2 p.m. at the Cathedral in Winona, the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart. Very good. Very good. So uh, the great blessing of the priesthood uh, is, a gr- well, I can tell you it's a great blessing. Sometimes the words cannot describe it because the, every day is a miracle with the Holy Mass, uh, then the, the provision for graces uh, God will give you. And even that first year, uh, you're going to be learning a lot about just being who you are, being being a priest of Jesus Christ. So that that itself is a whole uh, big learning curve, and it's something that though all through one's life as a priest, you get to learn that uh, until you know till our Lord calls you from this life as a priest. So it's a, it's an amazing thing. Um, uh, any last uh, words of advice or any last counsel you might have, Deacon, before we sign off? <laughs> Uh, my always words of advice, I guess, are just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I, um, that's kind of my motto. Uh, I've been kind of sticking throughout, through, throughout seminary, so keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, no matter where the world or the culture might take us, like, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Thank you. Deacon Michael Churchill from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, a transitional deacon to be ordained to the priesthood of Jesus Christ next month, June 24th, at the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Deacon, thank you for being with us this morning. Yes, thank you very much, Father. And our prayers are with you, and Godspeed for you on the coming ordination in just over a month. And stay with us here at Real Presence Radio Live. We'll be right back after this break with more news and Catholic teaching. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.